Welcome to Let's Admit It, a college admissions podcast hosted by the Boise Bible College Admissions Department. Here, we aim to answer the spoken and unspoken questions of high school students and parents who are looking to learn more about a Christian college experience. You can learn more about Boise Bible College at www.boisebible.edu. Thank you for listening. And welcome back to the Let's Admit It podcast. I'm your host, Michael Gritton. Uh, I am coming to you from the admissions department at Boise Bible College. And ladies and gentlemen, we are in the throes of transition. See, up until this point, all of our episodes have been, well, I mean, you just heard it in the intro. All of them have been uh, aimed at answering questions from high school students, from their parents, about the specifics of the admissions process here at Boise Bible College. Well, I think we've done a pretty good job of that, and I think we are. it is time for us to move on to something a little bit different, but also very similar to what we've been doing. Um, see, every episode I've had a guest on the episode, and that guest has been a, generally it's a professor, sometimes it's been a member of the admissions department, you guys have gotten to hear from Logan and Brawlin and Linda, um, sometimes it's been, you know, Ben Bishop has been on a couple times, but most of the time it's been professors, and now the, what I'm lovingly referring to as season two of this little shindig is going to be specifically geared at introducing you to the professors of Boise Bible College. So um, today I, uh, I'm starting out with um, a man that you guys have heard uh, referenced a number of times in the podcast, Mr. Ben Williams, the leader of the preaching ministry department, as well as the Old Testament. Help me out, Ben. Is that right? Both of those are correct. Boom. Okay. And Old Testament. Good stuff. Um, and um, Ben, first of all, how are you doing? Been I'm a, doing great. Been a crazy, crazy couple of months. We're finally getting back into the groove of things, getting into the spring semester in what, like 10 days? 10 days. 10 days. So, um, Ben, I know this is your first time on the, on the podcast. This is pretty low stakes. I'm just going to throw some questions at you. You, you have the floor. Uh, usually we'll break these up into about 50% get to know you questions, 50%, uh, you know, let's talk about the subject. This is a hundred percent get to know you questions. So, um, I'll ask a question. You have the floor to do with as you will. First things first. Don't um, ever tell a preacher you have the floor to do what you will. You have we the must floor have for, a time frame. You have 120 seconds, generally speaking. <laughs> that I can do. I had... In so theory. I graduated with my degree in youth ministry, but I spent a lot of time with Ben. So there's been a lot of times that he has told me what he just told me on the airwaves and I'm a little embarrassed that he had to tell me again. Moving on, um, uh, Ben, if you could just talk briefly about your <clears throat> your background, specifically your schooling, and whatever ministry experience you would like to share. Schooling, n- nobody really cares about all these details, but I'm kind of addicted to schooling. Uh, I found out recently, I totaled up the numbers, and I spent more time in college and graduate school than I did in elementary and high school combined. Woof. But I keep going back to school and getting degrees. I'm, I'm currently serving year number eight of a 10-year probation of being allowed to go to school from my wife. And <laughs> in fact, I might be done. But I have degrees in the two areas you mentioned before in both preaching and Old Testament. 
because I love the Bible. I love proclaiming the Bible. I love working in the context of leadership in Christ's church. And so I've continued to study those things to make me a better servant of the king. My, my ministry background includes preaching and also includes campus ministry, where I served on a state university for five years. And that's basically missions work. And state universities are great mission fields as well. And that's where I really developed my love for working with college students, and I've been teaching in a Bible college setting for the last 15 years. And you came to, I know you came in my sophomore year, but that was 2006, nope, 16 was my graduation year, but. 2014, 14. started in the fall of 2014. This, so, is, this is year seven for yes, me. Yes, year seven. My goodness, time is a, time makes fools of us all. You mentioned in that answer your wife, and the first class, that I ever had with you, I believe was um, introduction to speech or something like that. It was a speech class. Um, and I remember you inviting us to your house for a meal and that you specifically told us, my wife made me say this. Your wife had made you give that invitation. Um, so tell me, tell me about Melissa. How'd you, guys, how'd you guys meet? How'd you guys end up together? Wow, now that is actually a long story that I'll give you the short version of. But you've summarized it very clearly that she has a a knack for hospitality. Things have changed a lot, obviously, with COVID and with the number of teenagers that live in my house right now. (laughs) But that is a huge part of our ministry. But Melissa and I actually met, since you ask, at church camp. Over the next couple of years, we were teenagers that were on opposite sides of a church split that got back together. And we started dating on her 16th birthday back in 1991, and she has been my ministry partner ever since. Hold on. So <clears throat> I, need to, I need to emphasize to you listeners that I have, during my senior year, I spent like an hour and a half every single week at Ben's office. I did not know that you guys were a part of a church split that then ended up like reverse osmosis just like merged back together that that's correct we were both children when a church in ohio split and my father became the preacher of one half of that and a dear family friend became the preacher of another half of that and after a couple of years they began to look at things biblically and said we don't like this. We can do better work together. And we were actually on opposite sides of that split. And uh, at one point in high school, we were the only two kids in the youth group. Mama and Mia. we started dating, and <clears throat> the rest is history. Good grief. And she does play the piano, which is old school for <laughs> preachers are supposed to marry piano players. young ladies that play the piano. Yep. And yep. Okay, so I, I do know the, the backstory of the next question I'm going to ask you. Uh, which is, uh, how did you end up asking Melissa out the first time? Oh, man. Well, because I, I remember this story. I, this was not on the list of pre-approved questions. <laughs> but actually, she was my sister's best friend, and my sister had gone off to Bible college, and that college did a big Christmas program. And the program was going to be on her birthday, And so I, in my smooth way as a 17-year-old male, came to my now wife and said, do you have plans for your birthday? Don't make any. 
And that is how I asked her out for the first time. And uh, there are and other events with that as well. But Ladies and gentlemen, take notes. So to transition so wonderfully off of that, I love that story so much, Ben, because in my mind, uh, you have always been the way that you are at this exact moment in time. So imagining you going, like, telling Melissa, do you have plans? Don't make any. And then just walking away. Love it. Love that mental image. Um, so you very briefly mentioned Ohio. Yes. Um, you are one of a number of staff members, actually, that uh, ended up in Garden City, Idaho from several thousand miles away. Yes. So what's the, what is the scoop? What is the story of the Williams's clan transition over into this part of the world? This, again, is another long story. But that 2,000-mile distance to where my family is in Ohio to where I am in Boise now actually involves an 8,000-mile round trip to Alaska. When I finished my doctorate, my family and I made the drive to Alaska over a month. And while we were there, I worked with some former students at a church camp. And it was there I met Ross Knudsen, who made a presentation for Boise Bible College. And I think I knocked some high schoolers over on the way to meet him afterwards <laughs> because I saw something in that presentation that I wanted deeply, and it was focus. Mm. And that is what started me looking at Boise Bible College because this is a school that has laser focus, and that's why I moved here, and I've tried to be part of that focus since I've been here. And by the way, what year was that? That was in the summer of 2013. And one year after I met Ross Knutson at Boise Bible College, he helped me unload my moving truck at a house three blocks from him in Boise, Idaho. So <laughs> beware of going on road trips to Alaska. God can change your life. I just, as a, as a person who travels, you know, not as consistently as I should be given the current situation with the COVID pandemic, but... Imagining a full-grown man bowling over high school students to come talk to me at my Boise Bible College booth is a mental image. Talk to people who know me, it might fit. <laughs> um, ben, let's talk uh, for a little bit about your specific area of focus, uh, namely the preaching department. Um, the, the preaching department, uh, like I said, got my degree in youth ministry, um, but I did spend quite a bit of time in your classes, specifically in your degree program. So um, pretend that I have absolutely no backdrop to, to what your classes are like, no understanding of what a preaching degree is or um, why it's important. So tell me um, from, you know, from the horse's mouth what it is and by extension why your, your department is important to the mission of Boise Bible College. Great question. And... Preaching by nature is important to the, to the mission of Boise Bible College. The, the word church is in the mission statement of Boise Bible College, and the proclamation of God's word is essential to the church. The word gospel is in the mission statement of Boise Bible College, and the gospel is spread primarily verbally through the proclamation of the word. And so the act that we tend to think of as taking about 30 minutes on Sunday morning of proclaiming the word, of preaching, is at the heart and soul of what we do. If you were to scroll through the faculty list on 
Boise Bible College website, you would find that several of us have a background in, in preaching ministry. And so that takes up a lot of the degree is the task of studying God's word and presenting God's word, because I think it is absolutely vital. It's vital that we communicate well. Communication has degraded horrendously in recent years, and anything on social media can confirm that in a, in a heartbeat. We live in a culture desperate for clear communication. God has clearly communicated to us, and I want to train the next generation to keep doing that and to do it well to do it better than we've, we've seen in culture in recent years. But preaching is just one aspect of the degree program. And in fact, almost, if not all of the professors at Boise Bible College teach in the preaching department. There are actually five pillars in the preaching department, and those are preaching, teaching, leading, caring, and professional skills. So preaching and teaching are pretty self-explanatory. Leading goes beyond what happens in the pulpit. You need to lead at a meeting level. Often someone in this role will be required to lead staff and volunteers as well. But there is so much more on the caring side, things like counseling and pastoral care that regularly come up. The professional skills are those moments in life, things like weddings and funerals and baptisms. All of those, if someone is going to become a preacher, you need to know how to do each one of those things and do it well. Bring dignity to, to the act and point people to Jesus. I'll give you an example. If a, a young family starts coming to church, they should be directly affected by the proclamation of God's word. Many will come to know Christ for the first time by the proclamation of God's word. That, that takes place on typically Sunday mornings for 30 minutes. Usually there are things like Bible studies and small groups, so an aspect of teaching is involved as well. But then there are meetings with volunteers, with elders, with staff, and someone typically needs to lead those meetings and have an agenda. But take it a step further. Take that young family who they face a crisis. The, the father in that home loses his job. The first call might be to the preacher. And he needs to know how to handle that situation when he shows up at the house and there's a crisis involved. And then finally, when the 10-year-old son wants to make a decision for Jesus and be baptized, the preacher needs to know how to handle that situation. Or the 22-year-old daughter comes home and announces that she's engaged. Well, the preacher's going to get a call then too, and the individual's going to have to know how to handle that. So it's a job that has a lot of variety to it, and each one of those areas is huge responsibility. So the preaching degree covers all of those things. And in all of those things, I'm going to take <clears throat> the next question, but I'm going to tweak it just a little bit. You've been teaching here for seven years, eight, eight years in another location. Were you teaching, first of all, were you teaching the same sort of stuff at, other, at that other school? Yes, pretty oh. much the same thing. Uh, is there anything in that wide, wide, vast of things that you have to teach in the preaching program that is just stands out as your favorite thing to teach? Well, first, let me not answer your question directly. <laughs> I don't carry the responsibility for all of those areas. Because it was part of my plan when I first came here, and I talked to the academic dean about it, and he was in full favor of it. This is not my department. This is a department that I want many voices in, and I want to hear from vast amounts of experience. 
But I like each one of those things, or I wouldn't be doing this job. But there is nothing to me like studying God's Word, finding out what it says, and figuring out how to clearly communicate that to someone else. My brain is wired that way, and I love doing that. I love teaching students to do that. I love seeing students and people in the seats at church and middle school kids at camp and and my neighbor if we're having coffee discussing something like that. I love seeing the face light up when people get what God has said. That light bulb moment is electric. I, the Some of my favorite moments in my, you know, albeit in comparison short time in ministry, especially in camp ministry, is standing and looking at all the faces of like 14-year-old students and then they just kind of get it. Yes. It's an electric moment. I love that and it's it's what I strive to do each time I open God's Word and it's what I really want to train the next generation to be able to do and do well because yeah. it really does matter. Yeah. Um, going to shift gears for a moment. Um, I'd like to hear from your perspective because you are um, in a unique perspective in that you have several, stu- uh, several of your kids have come through this college. And so um, I'd like for you to now take off the mantle of professor <clears throat> and, and take up the mantle of uh, parent, even though those things are never, you know, one is never fully off and the other fully on. But No, I feel like a dad on campus most of the time. So. <laughs> Especially with some students. Uh, and I, I say that pointing the finger at myself. But um, speaking as a parent, what was the process like for you of having a student come through, um, specifically the admissions department, but also just the process of integrating into the school? It's tough to say for for me as a parent, because I do this so much that some of it is just kind of second nature on the process. But the one word I will bring to the table is confidence. Mm. I was confident about the education they would be receiving, but even more so, more important than the curriculum, more important than the accreditation of the college, I knew the people they would be working with in the admissions office, in the cafeteria, in all of the classrooms, and that as a parent gave me tremendous confidence. I want my kids to be shaped by these people. It's hmm. a great pat on the back. Thank you so, so much for that. <laughs> You're welcome. No extra charge for that. <laughs> all right. Well, Ben, uh, we have come to the end of our time, but I usually end these off with the same kind of question, which is what I'm going to do now. Um, pretend that you have in front of you a high school student who uh, is interested about the idea, they're bouncing around in their head, they're wrestling with it, the idea of whether or not a Bible college is a viable option as far as higher education goes. What encouragements would you give them? Uh, What advice would you give them? What would you say? Okay, first of all, for perspective, I have attended at least one class at seven different colleges and universities. Not all of them have been Bible colleges nor Christian colleges. I have worked at four different colleges and universities. And you will not convince me that a Bible college education is not worthwhile. And the numbers just simply play that out. Frequent reports that have been done, especially in the last five years, have shown that what we teach at Boise Bible College is valued by the church, it's valued by the marketplace, and it's valued in the family. Just reference one study that you can look up on your own. 
A couple of years ago, Google released their top eight characteristics that they were looking for in new hires. Seven of them are part of our curriculum. And their eighth requirement was STEM. They have learned, Google as a corporation has learned, that how you work with people is more important than your knowledge of technology. And that has always been part of our curriculum in Boise Bible College. So I have, I have experienced it, I have lived it, my family members have done so as well. Bible college education is extremely valuable, especially for those going in, into vocational ministry, but not only those. I have seen these same skills transfer and take shape in all manner of fields in the workforce. So it is a worthwhile time during those transitional years from 18 to 22 or 24, there's no better place than to come to a Bible college where you can get an education that is practical, that is marketable, and more importantly, you will be discipled at the same time. So it is a huge advantage to come to Bible college. That was definitely the case for me. So, all right. Well, Ben, I appreciate you coming in. Appreciate you sitting down and talking about your experiences and whatnot. I uh, will would love to have you on the podcast again at some point. So um, we reference Logan and I have told no end of stories about you on the episodes he's been on. Um, but well, thanks for the invitation and the warning that I need to go back and <laughs> hear what's been said about me. <laughs> All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, like I said, uh, this is kind of the new norm for us for the for, for ah, goodness gracious foreseeable future. Thank you very much. Uh, this is the new norm for a little while. This is introductions. Um, I love I love talking to people. I love hearing their stories, and so this is what we're going to be doing. And I encourage you to to join us on this uh, primarily because this gives you an opportunity uh, really to get to know the people who are going to be the heads of the department that you're going to be involved in. And like Ben mentioned, um, even in the preaching department where he is the head of that department, there are still plenty of people who play a role in the, the teaching of that degree. And so um, even if you know, you're not interested in worship ministry, for example, I would encourage you to listen in on the, uh, on the podcast episode where we're going to be talking with Jessica Wilson, the worship ministry um, you know, teacher. So uh, it just gives you an opportunity to hear from the people that you'll be learning from. And so, um, hey, I want to thank you for uh, tuning in. I want to encourage you once again to, to, uh, to listen in next week as well. So thank you so much for joining us. Have a great week.